Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hey team, welcome back to the podcast. Today we hear from the lovely Jess. We completely forgot to introduce her at the beginning of the episode. We just went straight into our chat. So this is Jess, mummy of cute little man Leo, and we discuss weaning, routine, and the general chaos of life with a 14-month-old. We did have a little technical glitch in the middle, some mic issues, so at some point you'll hear a few sound glitches, but it doesn't last very long. Anyway, sorry about that. Enjoy the episode, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hey, my love. It's so nice to see you. I know, and you, I feel like we've not caught up for so long. <laughs> I know. Gosh, you look lovely. <laughs> well, this is the perks of working from home. I have to throw some makeup on and at least brush my hair to pretend that, you know, I am doing my job. <laughs> so were you just working this morning? Were you in the office this morning? No. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. I haven't been in the office for three weeks, Magali. That is so funny. I'm not travelling to London if I don't have to. Oh, amen. Does your mum have Leo when when you're working? So, um, he's with my mum on a Friday and then he goes to Childminders um, two days a week, soon to be four days a week. Oh, yeah. Um, it's quite handy. How how has your week been? Um, well, it's been quite an interesting week. So, although I haven't been into the office for three weeks, Leo's Childminders daughter has had hand, foot and mouth which I know is really contagious and we've just got a really busy few weeks coming up obviously we're seeing you guys on Sunday mm-hmm. um and just where we see so many sort of friends and family that have all got kids I just I wouldn't want to run the risk of a him catching it and b giving it to everybody else is it just me does it sound like the most disgusting thing ever <laughs> <laughs> hand foot and mouth disease oh <laughs> I'm just picturing like warts on fingers and toes around the lips. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like blisters. Like I don't think it's well, I don't really know. From what I've heard, it's like blisters around the mouth, the hands. Oh, yeah, it just it means the kids are so fucking gross. <laughs> They're just absolute germ machines. Like, why oh. did we do this to ourselves? I <laughs> know. Oh, um, so it's been an interesting week. Yeah, how's your week been? Oh, it's been okay. Uh, George has been working late, which which is fine, <laughs> which is fine, which is fine. I, I promise it's okay. It's fine. It doesn't make me angry. <laughs> hey, you don't have to convince me if he's been working late all week. Sorry, George, a great guy, but this is not great. <laughs> oh, honestly. And um, it's so hard, isn't it, to find that balance? Because obviously, like, it's not his fault. You know, he needs to, to work and, you know, and that's great. Well done. Thank you for, you know, providing financially for us. But yeah, oh, it is. Um, yeah, it's tough. And I'm, do you struggle um, with weaning with Leo? At first, 
no, he ate everything. Um, but now we seem to be finding that he absolutely inhales his breakfast, inhales his lunch. We get to dinner time where for us, there is, it's the meal of the day that has the most vegetables and the most like balanced, if you like. He's just not interested at all. And he would much rather sit there with a punnet of strawberries than eat dinner. Um, See, at least strawberries aren't bad. I can't get Isla to eat anything but bread. And I'm, uh, I think, yeah, I'm weaning. It's just, it causes me so much anxiety. And especially this week where George has been late from work. It mm-hmm. just every it just falls on me and oh, I'm at my wits end with it. it. It's hard work, but like we kind of found so bit of background. My so Harry's mum works um, with children, and my mum has done. So we've got a really good like support network. Mm. Um, but they kind of just say to us, look, as long as they've had something, and if they really don't want it, he's going to have his milk before he sleeps, and he will have something in his tummy. Like, yeah. he's not going to go hungry. And if he is hungry, eventually he'll just eat whatever you sort of throw at him, whether it's a bit of toast, a chunk of cheese, yeah. uh, some grapes. Like, you just kind of have to roll with it, but it's so bloody hard. It's so hard. They just throw food, whatever you give them. And then sometimes I think, like, why the fuck am I bothering to cook? <laughs> When you're, when you're just going to chuck it everywhere. When the dog's going to end up eating it. <laughs> yeah, so Leo now feeds it to the cat. Yeah. Um, and li- the other day, literally, I was sat on the kitchen floor. Harry hadn't quite finished work. And I was trying to get him to eat. Uh, trying to get Leo to eat his dinner, not Harry. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> During a meeting, just <laughs> spooning him his mush. <laughs> yeah, come on, Harry. You really need to eat your greens, love. Um, but he just would not have it. He was throwing it across the kitchen, feeding it to the cat. It got to the point of, I really fucking love it when my child eats the dinner that I've so lovingly cooked him. It's so frustrating. Oh, Yeah, it's so hard. I'm having a real time of it. Also, I find, do you or have you ever, <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking, please say yes. Um, do you do pouches? I have done. What, as in like the Ella's Kitchen stuff? Yeah, or like Tesco's, like whatever, just like pre-made yeah, food yeah, pouches. Yeah. yeah, so he, we tried him on those when he was really little, just for convenience. Yeah. Um, when we were out and about, and obviously like when we were, we were in Greece together, I thought if I can get him to eat stuff like that, I can just pack loads of it. Mm-hmm. But he just will not eat them. And we don't know why, because the obviously the the, um, the bigger the, sorry, the older the age, the more chunks there are in the food. So we thought, oh, perfect. He eats everything now in terms of like anything chunky. So maybe that will make a difference. So we tried that again, just didn't have it. So yes, he, he would. Yeah. <laughs> and he has tried them. He just doesn't like them. Um, because if he did, I'm pretty sure one of his three meals a day would be a pouch. <laughs> well, so actually I'm finding, and I'm finding it really difficult to balance because I like preferred pouches, but then I'm really struggling mm-hmm. with the guilt of giving her more pouch than like homemade food. But at the end of the day, she actually feeds better from a pouch, not necessarily from a pouch. Sometimes I put it on the spoon and sometimes I try to mix it with other stuff, but it genuinely feels like she prefers pouch food than like, the stuff I make at home. Yeah. I wonder if it's to do with the texture. Yeah. Maybe I should Maybe. mash up more more home stuff. Yeah. Or try... I've got no idea, to be oh. honest. I know that with Leo, he... So, going back to the dinner thing, he won't eat his dinner, but he will know that there's, like, a, a yogurt in the fridge. So this week, mum and dad have kept a, a yogurt pot and are going to wash it out and maybe try and put his dinner in that. 
Oh yeah, clever. So I don't know if there'd be a way to kind of like get her food if you kept the pouch, like rinse it out. Yeah. And try and put some of your own stuff in there and almost trick her into I have thought actually I yesterday I thought to myself, you can buy empty pouches, like if you want to make the pouches yourself, so to speak. So you want to make like homemade food and then you can put it in the pouch. And I think it's obviously done for convenience. If you want to do homemade food, put it in the pouch to go away. Yeah. I, I have considered buying them. And you know what? Chatting to you, I think I will and see how I get on because it's a fucking nightmare. And then yeah. I think like she's been waking up in the night recently and I'm wondering if it's because so she similar to Leo still has her night bottle well she also has a morning bottle but night bottle um but then she's been waking up in the night and I'm wondering if it's because she's hungry yeah maybe if she's not eating dinner well shit (laughs) it's frustrating they're annoying love him absolutely love him also really irritating oh my gosh (laughs) yeah give Um, the pouches a go yeah I definitely will um yeah that's what I would do give it a go but I I will do anything for an easy life like I tend to bulk make like mini quiches or like little um like tuna fish cakes or Mm. um I don't know did you ever get the Ella's Kitchen red um recipe book no but tuna tuna fish cakes are a great idea yeah so we, um, I just basically like boiled potatoes, get some tuna, some sweet corn, cheese, whatever you want to throw in it. And then you can either bake them in the oven, fry them, and then just once they've cooled down, just wrap them in tin foil, shove them in the, in the freezer. And then I can defrost them throughout the day and then just serve them with veg. And it's kind of like finger food and he can just do what he wants with it. But That is such a good idea. Sometimes I feel like when I think about what to cook for Isla, it, it's like I've never cooked food before. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, what What do humans eat? <laughs> you know, what do I even eat? I don't know what I eat. <laughs> That's me every day. That is me every day. It gets about four o'clock and I'm like, what are we going to feed this child today? Oh, What's yeah. It going to be? The anxiety starts to set in and I'm like, oh, no, dinner time. And, and it's like, it's got to a point where breakfast nailed it. Like, it's either toast and fruit, yogurt and fruit, porridge, easy, can deal with that, fine. Lunchtime, I'm like, oh, you know, you can have a little sandwich, which nine times out of 10, he picks the cheese out of it and throws the bread at the cat. Um, You know, snacks, fruit, yogurt, easy again, can, you know, can kind of deal with that. Get to dinner time, absolutely no idea. What are we doing today, boy? No idea. I mean, he's looking at me like he has a single idea about what I'm telling him. Yeah. (laughs) I do that too. No idea. Sometimes I... Sometimes I talk to Isla as if she's like, you know, like an, a human. She's not a human. She's obviously human. But do you know what I mean? Like a like an adult human, not a child. I feel an like adult, sometimes yeah. I like tell her all my worries and my woes. And then she's just looking at me like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or his favorite thing to do. So he's absolutely got dada nails. But because he's so confident about it, everything's dada. The cat's dada. My mum and dad's dada. The TV's dada. The remote's dada. Everything's dada. So I could be like really talking to him. And he's like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cheers, mate. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I really appreciate. <laughs> Does Leo say no yet? Uh, he doesn't say no, but he shakes his head at everything. Mm, so he's sort yeah, of, because because we've got into the habit of sort of saying no and shaking our heads. So now he just shakes his head at everything. I'm thinking the same. So Isla's actively saying no and shaking her head. And in my head, I'm like, "Fuck! You've obviously got that from me." <laughs> <laughs> She's reached her teenage years and she's only, what, 30? How old are they now? Because only, so are a bit of context for anyone that's listening. Our kids are only a day apart. So Leo was born on the 20th and Isla was born on the 21st. So um, 
what are the odds? Yes. Um, yeah, she, what, 14 months now? Um, they must be, or oh, just yeah, over. We're November, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so September, that, yeah, 13, 14. Oh, yeah, yeah, 14, 14. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh. Um, what was I going to say? Do you guys eat together? As in, like, do you and Harry eat with Leo your dinner? No, and I, this is something I was going to bring up. So we really want to get into the habit of, of eating as a family. Like, I think we, for us, as as in for me and my brother and my brother and my dad, growing up, that was a really big part of our life, kind of mm-hmm. getting to the end of the day, all sitting down, eating dinner as a family. And I'm pretty sure it was the same for Harry's family. And so we, that's something that we want to instill in Leo. But the problem is, Leo has his dinner and at like half four. I don't know what time Isla has her dinner. Um, um, yeah, 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, just after I pick her up. Well, in, in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's just after I pick her up from childminding, which is I pick her up at five, we get home, like literally five past, ten past, and then I put dinner at 5.30 yeah. and we're eating it, she's eating it, yeah. Yeah, so if he's at his childminders, he has dinner about half four and then we pick him up and then when he's at home he has dinner about again about half or five-ish because that then falls in line with his next boss but oh, where going with this? oh yeah sitting down as a family um god you can tell we haven't slept for weeks I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um my life is just a constant brain fart uh, uh-huh. it's just it's awful but yeah we really want to kind of get into that habit but i don't really know how because if we have dinner at half four which would be impossible anyway because we're both still working at that point how, like, how do you get into that I don't, the only thing i can think is maybe when he starts school or nursery yeah i think it's one of those things that they're probably still a bit too young to to get that family routine in what time does he go to mm. bed um about seven yeah um and what time do you give him his bottle six yeah um six. we and then do you guys eat after after he's gone to bed yeah we did try with like on a Sunday we did try so we'd normally have a roast and we did try having a roast while he was still up so that he could see that mummy and daddy eat but he just kept trying to put his hands in the gravy now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, I love my gravy don't touch it and B I'd rather you didn't paint the walls <laughs> with thick gravy <laughs> so it just I was like you know what let's just we'll eat as a family in a few years <laughs> that's absolutely fine so how do you guys do it what's what's Isla's routine like so we right the biggest problem we have is the dog bless him obviously yeah love him to bits because he needs walking in the evening and at the moment so at the moment this is what our routine looks like I feed and actually we've recently well only this week we're trialing something different um but normally the routine is I feed Isla after childminding although now I'm wondering if maybe I should try and get the childminder to give her her dinner do you provide food for the childminder to give her a dinner yeah yeah so one... he, I, I provide snacks lunch and his dinner and then because she's got a little girl she kind of prepares whether so Leo he might just it might just need heating up or if it's carrots for example, that I've got as like his veg, I'll peel them, slice them, and all she has to do is just either boil them on the stove or stove. Am I from the twenties on the hob <laughs> or <laughs> on the arga? <laughs> and then yeah, or microwave them, whatever. whatever. Um, yeah, so she he has it all there. So then by the time we've got we get we get home, it's just a case of a little bit of playtime, bottle, bath, book, bed. Do you know what? I think I'm going to start doing that. And I have, I thought about it the other day, actually, because she feeds, when I pick her up, she's often doing dinner time 
with some of the other kids that she has. Uh, and I don't know why. I think, if I'm quite perfectly honest, I think there was a little bit of guilt that I felt I felt bad asking the childminder to give her her dinner. Yeah. When actually it's probably quite normal for the childminder to, to do that because yeah. she does it with the other kids. And also, if she's feeding the kids at the same time, do they all stick together? Yeah. So it could be that's like her step into eating with yeah. other people at dinner time. Mm, okay, right. Next week, because I haven't done Give her dinner for today. Yeah, I'm going to try that from next week. I'm going to send them a message to like mentally prepare them. <laughs> By the way, you're now on dinner. <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're just going to do what I do and send my child to childminders with like 74 Tupperware boxes full of different stuff. Yeah, the bag better. is so heavy. <laughs> it's an absolute joke. I'm, I'm really sorry. There's, uh, there's clothes, nappies, wipes. Food, cow pole, TV, everything, milk bottles, milk. It's just, it's awful. Um. So, okay. So the way it looks like for us at the moment is, I pick Isla up for childminding. I do dinner for her, mm-hmm. um, and then we sort of try and do a little wind down routine. I don't bath her every night, uh, but if I no, bath her, no. Um. Even every every other night's even pushing it. If I'm honest. <laughs> unless I mean don't get me wrong obviously if they've done like an activity or you know she's shot herself or whatever I mean she shits herself every day but you know it's like (laughs) exploded (laughs) Um, oh god um then yeah of course I'll bath her but um anyway so if we do bath we do bath and then we have a little bit of playtime and then how does it well what happens next oh yeah and then hopefully George will have come home I'll do the nighttime bottle uh-huh. And then when George gets home, we walk the dog and she tends to fall asleep in the pram. Now, oh. it's working really well most of the time. Nine out of ten times, she falls asleep in the pram and then the transfer from pram to bed works really well. So I'm really grateful for that. You know, it's a little routine. But it does mean, one, I feel like we're maybe shooting ourselves in the foot because what happens? Magnus is old. One day we won't have him, mm-hmm. you know. And also, like, I also don't want to get her too used to falling asleep in the pram because then she's yeah. never going to get used to falling asleep in the be- in the in her crib. So that's problem one. Problem two is that then George and I don't have our dinner until like eight, which which doesn't bother me too much. But then the later we have our dinner, the later we go to bed, and then the less sleep yeah. we have because then Isla wakes up. I mean, sometimes it's a bit later, but in general, it's between six and seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Same this, really yeah. So this week, this week I said to George, right, I'm gonna see if I can have my dinner at the same time as Isla. Also, I feel bad. She's like eating by herself in her chair, <laughs> yeah. and then I don't put the TV on because I don't want her to get used to eating food in front of the TV. So then, yeah, either I just sit there with her, and I'm sorry, but it's fucking boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I potter about, but then I feel so bad that she's just like sat there in her chair you know eating alone so I said to George right let's try this I'm gonna eat with her and I mean it worked well we've literally only been doing this since Monday and today's Wednesday uh, just for the listeners but on Monday it actually worked really well yesterday Tuesday it did not work at all and my dinner went cold she was throwing shit everywhere she was crying so yeah but then it means that George gets home and he like he eats by himself and then it just feels a little it's just a bit it's so difficult to find that routine that works um, that works for you doesn't it I think it's 
so hard and it's just another balancing act with parenting because there's no as a parent and I don't think you know this until you become a parent that everybody is full of unsolicited advice whether they are physically saying it to you whether you're reading it online whether you're reading it in a parenting book if that's the avenue that you choose to go down and I think nobody can tell you what's right for you and your family and I think it's just a case of trial and error Mm. like if after a couple of weeks you find that you eating dinner with either is then affecting yours and George's time together in the evening as either a couple or eating dinner or whatever it may be then you just have to change it and just find mm. a different route because there's no right answer no. <laughs> I'm definitely going to try and um, long dinner off to, to the childminder <laughs> <laughs> an option and I think for us I mean it works well for us because by the time we both finish work and then get home it's bottle time and bath time if it's that night and it's, and it's booked but it's one less thing to factor into your evening and I think you know when you when you work or you're busy it's just one less thing to think about I mean we absolutely love our, our childminder Stacey shout out to you if you're listening um, and actually crack on with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I, mm. I don't know. I felt bad asking her to do it. Um, but yeah, other like other kids are doing it, and, and therefore other parents are asking the childminder to do it. So yeah. I don't see why I wouldn't. Um, and I think there's plenty of times for just sitting down with a family and eating dinner. Like they're one. And although in an ideal world we would sit down and have dinner as a family every single night, that just doesn't happen. Mm. And I think that can that can come if, if not realistic right now I also think I don't know if you ever feel this but um it's almost like it's it's like you're in a little bit of a limbo because they're not baby anymore but they're not quite old enough to be like kids sitting down they're harder to discipline because although yeah yeah, they are understanding they're not really I don't think they're comprehending and computing as much it's really difficult to manage that in between stage that Isla and Leo are at you know Gosh, I wonder what the next phase, what the next difficult phase will be. Oh, do you know, I know what the next difficult phase is going to be, Christmas. Oh, are you not looking forward to it? Are you, what's your thoughts? I mean, I am looking forward to it, but I'm a bit anxious. I don't spend a lot of time with my family because obviously my family are in France. And I hmm. think I'm just really anxious at the pressure of showing that I'm a good parent in front of my family. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I think... Has that stemmed from something? Because I think if it's anxiety because you're kind of getting in your own head about something, I think that's one thing. But if it's anxiety that's stemming from something that's happened or something's been said, then that's like a separate matter. Um, You'll be fine. I think it's just the pressure to you want to feel like you want to feel like you know what you're doing. Like, even though we don't know what we're doing, you still somehow want to come across like you know what you're doing a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever get that? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, all the time. Like I think but I think it's almost like a subconscious thing. So I always think when I'm like we're really, really lucky in that our families are just a fantastic support network, both sides, like mm. my family, Harry's family. So I know that if I'm either so I'm at mum's at the moment, if I'm here or if I'm at Harry's mum's or dad's, we if there's something that I'm not sure about or I'm feeling a bit anxious, I can be like, What do you think? And and that's fine. But there is that thing of I don't wanna I don't wanna ask. Like I yeah. want I want to I want to seem like I know exactly what I'm doing. Mm. But you know what? I think we kind of have to accept sometimes that we do need to ask because at the end of the day, our our parents or you know whoever your kind of grown up was as a child, they were probably feeling the same. <laughs> like 
like yeah. we're just all winging it we literally have no idea what we're doing and it's okay yeah. to kind of feel a bit anxious a hundred percent and also actually to be fair sometimes I'll call my mum and ask her opinion on something and she'll honestly be like oh I've got no idea and actually weirdly <laughs> although that may seem annoying because obviously I'm not getting the answer that I want it's actually oh, it's really refreshing you know yeah but I think because because I don't spend a lot of time with my family they've not yeah. really seen me in that role yeah. you know as, as a mum and now all of a sudden or last time I last time I saw most of them so like we spend Christmas there's 18 of us so it's a big oh affair God. yeah it's a big affair my mum's side of the family um her siblings their children so my cousins and then one of my cousins has a three-year-old so there's kids and then there's like my mom, a couple of my mom's cousins, my nan, and then my sister, yeah. her partner, her kid, blah, blah. It's a, it's a huge thing. And so I think like all of a sudden, obviously, so I saw them last year when, but I was just a newborn. Like there's nothing you can do with a, with a two month old. Um, yeah. And now all of a sudden, like I'm actually a parent. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like before but I was just a new mom and now I'm like a parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but do you know what I think because she is up and about and on the move it's almost like you've just got to let her crack on and yeah. you might just want to go exploring and if you know if she's not going to be breaking stuff or anything like that you've almost just got to kind of let her get on with it mm -hmm. and I highly doubt anyone's going to be judging or you know having anything to say because it's family and at the end of the day mm -hmm. it's Christmas you're just going to let her burn off the energy yeah and, yeah, it, yeah. and it'll be fine and and once it's done it's gone because let's face it Christmas absolutely flies by every year yeah you'll think like, what's I worrying about and it's mm. like I just know that it'll be fine yeah no, and you're a great mum anyway like oh, bless you. <laughs> it's gonna be fine um <laughs> like, that's what... not the advice you want but it's gonna be fine <laughs> no but it but it's true and sometimes I think like we're so used to worrying that we forget to tell ourselves that actually like it will be okay and even if it's not okay it'll be in the past soon enough because like yeah. you said Christmas yeah. flies by yeah it's gone in the blink of an eye like before you know it Christmas has come and gone you've eaten and drunk to within an inch of your life and then January's <laughs> here and not only do you feel shit because Christmas is gone but your jeans are slightly tighter <laughs> so... if, if you can still fit into them <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I still opt out of wearing them most of the time, purely because I'm a C-section scar. But, I mean, I can get into them. Yeah. Bit tight, bit uncomfortable. Do you still find that, um, that it's sensitive around your, yeah. your scar? Yeah. I didn't, and it's really funny because I, it, sometimes it's really, really sensitive to touch. Like, it's almost numb. Yeah. But overly sensitive it's a really bizarre feeling and a lot of mums that I know have said that sensation never fully comes back wow um but yeah it's still really sensitive and I obviously this is a podcast we're mates TMI is, is fine yeah. but there's, there's a bit of an ongoing joke with my obviously with me and Harry and friends and family that I wear I call them my Bridgets um, yeah. and Harry's probably gonna absolutely die <laughs> that I'm talking about this but they're just knickers that sit slightly above the scar mm -hmm. because anything that sits on it just rolls down and then hurts so mm. big knickers are my life now you yeah. know um so yeah I can't I can't wear anything that I wore before having Leah I mean a c-section was not on the agenda yeah but we move we're here uh, yeah, <laughs> it is yeah, what it is. um well it'll give you more support for that Christmas dinner this is what I'm thinking it's uh, <laughs> very very stretchy 
I love the extra stuff involved and the pigs in blankets and the extra potatoes. Amen. Pass it my way. Yeah. yeah. Give it to um, me. <laughs> what What are you guys doing for Christmas? So Christmas Eve, we'll be at the pub, naturally. Um, baby and buggy. You know how it goes. Yeah. Um, Christmas Day, in the morning, we'll be just the three of us. And then Christmas dinner and evening will be with my family. And then Chris, uh, Boxing Day, we're hosting with my family, so there'll be loads of us. And then sort of between the 27th and I think the 30th, we're seeing Harry's family at various times, um, only because people are working. So yeah. it's going to be chaotic. It's going to be busy um, with lots of driving. Obviously, as you know, we're in Kent and then Harry's family are in Essex. So there's lots of travelling, but it's, it's good fun. What about you? Obviously, you're seeing all, your, all of your family, aren't you? Yeah, we are. So we're renting. This is what we do every year. Um, and because obviously, so my fam- most of my family are in France, apart from my sister who's in Surrey, but otherwise everyone yeah. else is in France and my parents aren't together, but, um, my mum is home and, or like where my mum, um, lives is we've always lived with my mum. So that's what I consider home. So, you know, yeah. you say you go home for Christmas. So we do tend to see, yeah. um, <clears throat> my mum for Christmas anyway. And we tend to, cause all my cousins, like the aunties, uncles, etc. everyone lives quite dispersed in France. So we rent out mm. like a big farmhouse and all 18 of us gather there for about a week. Amazing. Yeah, so it's really good fun. It's difficult because obviously George's family, well, it's just his dad, his mom's no longer with us, but his dad and his sister, uh, they live in Essex. And sometimes it's difficult. Have you guys, what did you do last year? Did you spend it with, because this year you're going Christmas dinner with your family. Last year, did you do his family? So, no, we did a similar kind of thing. So it's really difficult because Harry's mum works in hospital with children so we basically don't find out where she's going to be until like about this time of year so last Mm. Christmas day she was working um so we couldn't see her but this year she is off but she's being I think she's with her mum and dad potentially so I think out of all of the kids I call them the kids so Harry Harry and his two siblings I think they're all just sort of staying with their respective families and then we're so we're hosting on the 27th um so that'll be harry's two siblings their partners and kids and then his nice. dad and, and his partner yeah. so we'll all kind of see each other on that day and then when we see his mum on the 30th we'll see sort of the siblings again but it'll be kind of grandma granddad just a bit later on down the line but actually it kind of prolongs christmas so it feels like christmas is a lot longer than it actually is so i don't i don't mind too much no, um, i know what you mean i do feel though sometimes my family is much bigger and because they're in France I don't see them very often so I'm not gonna lie I do it's not that I put my foot down with George but it's just something that's really special we've always done that as a family spent a whole week together and sometimes I do feel bad that obviously we're not very often with George's family at Christmas but Mm. it's just I know exactly what you mean so although we're only in Kent and his family are in Essex, we don't see them as much as we would do if they lived closer. And I know like that's just a life choice and it's just, it is what it is, but it doesn't help that little bit of guilt mm-hmm. in the pit of your stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, I, I kind of know what you mean. Although it's a slightly different situation. I just, I wish that we could just all live close together and it would yeah. be magical and amazing and fine all yeah. around. But realistically it's just not and well and also like you say harry siblings everyone's got their families and it's really difficult to make it all tie in together because obviously dave they everyone has that issue 
with the other families mm-hmm. does that make sense so everyone's yeah, got yeah. to do one year on one year off one year on one year off with all the families and it's so difficult to make it tie in together so that it all matches for you because yeah. let's face it like we all want like our close people <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah yeah I know exactly what you mean and who knows next year might be different we might spend Christmas day in Essex mm-hmm. who, who knows but I don't think both relatively laid back in that we'll just roll with it and see what happens next year mm-hmm. all I know is that this year is going to be hectic but it's fine I don't mind hectic because it's I like hectic. Only, that, do you know what the only thing that I think kind of fills me with a little bit of kind of anxiety is that because Christmas is so hectic I'm like how's Leo's kind of sleep schedule going to be because I always think ultimately we're the ones that pay the price when they're mm-hmm. routine I like I'm not expecting him to religiously follow his food routine, sleep routine, milk routine, whatever. But ultimately, as parents, we're the ones that deal with an absolute arsehole of a child the following day when they don't sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's just the one, that's probably the only thing I'm like, oh, Yeah, and especially when, like, around Christmas time, obviously you're partying much more, celebrating with friends and family and stuff, so you tend to go to bed much later. But then you go to bed much yeah. later you know you still have to wake up just as early yeah oh my god exactly but then on the flip side I do also think that we managed to, <laughs> to get the kids to a wedding in Greece and yeah. continued partying while they were parked up in their buggies so I'm like well if I can do that <laughs> I can I can you know I can put them in a bed upstairs so true so true honestly I'm I don't know what I would have done if you guys hadn't been in Greece as well like in the same in the exact same situation because I feel like I feel like I would have felt much more guilt so to set the scene guys listeners um Jess and I went to a wedding in Greece over the summer. Uh, George, my partner, and Harry, her partner, they've got a mutual friend. Well, they've known each other for years, but they've got a mutual friend. And he and his partner got married um, in Greece. And so we were all in Greece for the wedding together. And it was like a five-day binge session. (laughs) And we had had our little ones asleep in the buggies until about 2, 3 a.m. most nights. But I think I would have felt so like guilty doing that if you yeah. hadn't been in the same situation doing it with me as well yeah but do you know what I kind of feel like growing up our parents probably did the same yeah. and at the end of the day we're only young ourselves relatively young ourselves so actually yes we have children but we are still adults ourselves that want to have a good time so if that means I mean at one point there was three buggies there was Isla Leo and our friend's oh, little yeah. girl parked up in the line while we were in a cocktail bar drinking god knows what a great time no but me too and honestly oh those are the times that you remember uh-huh. aren't they yeah like yeah oh, who remembers going to bed at 10 a.m uh 10 p.m sorry no one just no exactly and also that the nice thing is that we ended up being on the same flight home which we didn't realize until oh we yeah <laughs> And then we were still necking drinks from we, a can. We, we, I'm pretty sure you were. <laughs> Look, I may or may not have forgotten that I had a, uh, a can of beer. Can't take it through security. I wasn't willing to bin a perfectly fine, you know, can of beer. <laughs> there I am, the responsible oh parent, absolutely necking it in the queue for EasyJet. Oh, be fair, they were really good on the flight mm-hmm. yeah they were so good they slept eight 
that was pretty much it. They yeah. were they were so good. Yeah. It was I'm... almost like I had that smug feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah me too. Is yeah. really well behaved. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate feeling like that because I know that there's a time that's going to come and they're going to be a right little shit. And then I'll think, yeah. fuck, Magda, you shouldn't have been smug because this is karma coming back. But it's coming. You, just can't, you just can't help it. You can't help it. Your child's behaving and you just, you know, you ah, you feel like you're nailing life. And yeah. it's so oh good. God, yeah. And actually, you're entitled to feel that smugness. Because you know what? My kid right now, 10 out of 10, mate, you're cracking. You're, you're great. <laughs> we oh won't send God. you back. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Oh, my goodness. Gosh, yeah feels really good when when they're behaving on a flight especially when it's like an experience so to speak that people I think often give a lot of anxiety about as if like oh kids Mm -hmm. on flights and I feel like there's a lot of pressure a lot of stress surrounding it and so actually when it does work out I don't think I mean I'm probably going to be eating my words you know in the years to come when they're a little bit older but for anyone that's listening, considering traveling with a baby, we traveled with ours and I had done it even before. Under one, it's okay. They're still quite calm. Yeah. And actually, then sitting on a plane, you know, they just want to play with a magazine or yeah. have a, a, a toy truck or something. Like, they, they don't need much. No. And it's fine. And I, I totally get the anxiety of taking a... So, a little backstory again. Oh, so my so my passport needed renewing mm-hmm. and my passport arrived in time for us to go and then Leo's because it was at the time when there was loads of passport delays so oh, yeah. Leo's passport didn't arrive until 48 hours before we flew so oh my God, the anxiety I, so I didn't give myself the time to stress about this holiday I was like in my head I was like look if it doesn't arrive by the Saturday or whatever that was we're not going to go because there's so much to think about you know their milk their bottles how many nappies we need to pack you know what it's like Mm -hmm. thinking about everything that you need to pack but when it arrived I thought you know what fuck it we're going to go so I just and it was right at the end of the summer season you know when we get to like August and they start bringing in roll neck jumpers yeah which is ridiculous (laughs) so there's me trying to like fully stock myself with a summer wardrobe post baby which I've never done before and think about a child I think Harry gave me a very wide berth that week and it was probably a wise choice <laughs> because it was it was a nightmare but I think as soon as we were on that plate or even in Gatwick and I was having a vodka orange at five o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning mm-hmm. I was like you know what I'm glad I'm here <laughs> did you pack like all the formula all the nappies for the trip yeah yeah, I did too. As if as if you couldn't get nappies in Greece. I was like... Yeah. <laughs> but I think I just had it in my head. Let's just pack a worst case scenario. And it was mm. things like, our oh, hand luggage. We we had an extra suitcase. I think if you book a child in Tunisia, like, you get and you yeah. can get your hand luggage, but you also get a changing bag and a holdall to take mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So we packed all of his bottles, formula, nappies, wipes, clothes in his holdall so that even if our luggage luggage got lost, he was still okay. Mm. Um, so we did that. But yeah, I packed everything. There was nothing yeah. left in our in our flat. No. We had it all. <laughs> <laughs> I had it all. All the dummies, the teething gel, the cow pole, you name it, I had it. <laughs> yeah, same as if you can't find that stuff abroad. But it's so true. You just plan for the worst. You, you just want to feel like you have everything. Because as much as we're saying like, oh, yeah, it was cool. It's chilled, blah, blah, blah. Like kids were fine you do still get worried. It's a bit like, you know, in the early days when you first leave the house with your newborn and you do feel like you 
pack the whole house because just in case you want to have everything with you because mm-hmm. like you have your home comfort just yeah 100% just for worst case scenario but I think if we were to have another one I mean we've got a wedding plan let's face it that's not happening anytime soon <laughs> but if we were to have another one I think it's always that it's sort of that age-old thing when you have a second one you're so much more relaxed yeah like if we're going out as long as we've got a few baby grows, a few nappies and a bit of milk we're gonna be fine no one yeah. no one's gonna have a meltdown we're yeah fine. yeah but yeah first time around um, yeah I even wild. think that I probably would feel more comfortable with a second baby to like ask a random stranger I forgot my nappies can I pinch a nappy off you whereas yeah. I think when you're a first time mum there is some sort of like global pressure that you need to have your shit together more for mm-hmm. the first time than for the second time weirdly if that makes sense yeah yeah 100 percent, 100 and I think it's all heightened because you're absolutely buzzing with your hormones yeah whether you're up here or absolutely down there yeah like you're you don't know you don't know your ass from your elbow like, <laughs> no one's got any idea yeah, at so all true. Let's face so it. True. but no I, I totally get what you mean about that pressure mm. um have you guys started wedding planning? So we looked at a venue last weekend um, and it's a no from us. Okay. And then we've got another one booked in January. And then there's a few more that we want to book. So I think we're just going to like get it down to like two or three venues that we really like. And then maybe view it with our mums and get mm-hmm. their opinion and then and then book it. Um, but yeah, it's quite, it's quite fun. Yeah, Obviously, I bet. The nearer The nearer the time probably not going to be so fun because I'll be really stressed but it's really fun <laughs> um, do you know do you know what year 23 24 24 um only because we're in the December of 2022 yeah that's true 2023 would be around the corner um and to be honest I don't want to be stressing about trying to lose mm. baby weight on Christmas weight no. oh no <laughs> I did I did say to Harry I was like rest assured I will be wearing my Bridget's on the wedding day don't worry <laughs> Just get just so, get white ones with a little bit of lace at the top, and you'll be fine. <laughs> honestly, so you know when you when you when you see me in the dress, just know I love me big knickers on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's all going good. Um, and the thought of the kids and like their little suits and their dresses. Oh. Yeah, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Um, no. What um what are you guys doing for New Year? Probably staying indoors, getting yeah. pissed. Yeah. What about you guys? Um we're not sure. We've got Magnus. By indoors do you mean at yours? Oh yeah, yeah. At be home. like it'll either be at ours or my mum and dad's or... Yeah. Well, because of Magnus and fireworks, mm. we really can't go anywhere. Um we need yeah. to stay home to be to be with the puppy blessing, just giving a little stretch. Oh lovely. Um, so lovely. Honestly. When we came to Isla's first birthday party, I was like, do you reckon we can take the dog? Yeah, he is so <laughs> sweet. Um, although that being said, fucking raging. I came back again this morning. This happened a few times, and then I dropped Isla off at childminding this morning and I came home. Oh, he's figured out how to open her nappy bin, and no joke, he opens the nappy bin, rips the nappies, eats her shit, and there's fucking shit everywhere. It's oh fucking my vile. God. It's vile. <laughs> it is disgusting. It makes me want to be sick and then I'm having to clean this up honestly the rage George gets from me just because I'm the one having to clean it up is unbelievable it's I'm fucking sorry. grim <laughs> baby poo is the worst but to then have it smeared all over the house I just 
I think at that point, I would have to walk out the house. It got so bad. So this happened, it happened today, but it's happened in the past. And it happened last week. And last week's one was so bad. Honestly, I said to George, I'm not cleaning it. Let's rip up the carpet. So we spent last, we spent the weekend ripping up the carpet because I wasn't having it. I'm like, I'm not cleaning this. It's impossible to literally clean shit that's been smeared deep inside the carpet. I said, fuck this. We're ripping up the carpet. So we ripped up the carpet. It's awful. We so we had the similar kind of thing a few weeks ago. So we have hard floorboards through our flat. So we have like rugs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And Harry Blessing had got up with Leo in the morning and he'd done a really runny poo, which is so unlike him. He's the most constipated child I've ever met. And he <laughs> and he did this poo and Harry was like, It's on the carpet and I was like, I don't really know what to do with that information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go on then. <laughs> And at this point, I was in London. I, I was like, I, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> so, so what we did is we managed to clean it up, or Harry managed to clean it up. Yeah. But we're moving in a couple of weeks, so I was like, do you know what? We'll just cut it up and bin it when we move. We're like, we don't need it. We, we've yeah. got carpet at the new place. Yeah, honestly. Um, um, so yeah, the pooey rug or carpet is just so gross. Ever think I get to a point in my life where talking about poo? Dick and big knickers would be such a normal thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> um, oh my god, yes. Yeah, so that, that is that is kind of you know that I think that's just parenthood in a nutshell, isn't it? I Amen. Think it's the most bonkers ride that anybody can ever get on, but it's also the best. Yeah. I mean, I I, I said to Harry, I think you need time away from your child to be a better parent, and it's oh, yeah. so bloody true because if you know, I don't have some time away from him. I go from being the happy mum to kind of really trying not to lose my shit with him to being like, this is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's wild. A hundred percent. I also think it's healthy to have time away from your partner because otherwise you're just, yeah. sometimes I, I feel claustrophobic, like in my own house mm-hmm. because I'm at home. I work from home. I have Isla at home. George comes home, the dog's home, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I need to, yeah, just take a step back. It's really overwhelming, and I think Mm. you try and find the balance of decisions within parenthood anyway, which is really hard, but then you need to, I think there's sometimes like this overwhelming feeling of trying to be a good mum, a good partner, being yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know and trying to get everything done and I think it's a really hard balance and I was just saying to my sister-in-law quite recently um ultimately well I hate stereotype but more often than not it's the mum's kind of life and job that has to take the hit 100 so it's such a hard balance and I think it's okay to feel overwhelmed and it's okay to have a bit of a cry and it's okay to just feel a bit shit yeah mate <laughs> A bit of a cry and feel a bit shit, I think, is the biggest <laughs> understatement. <laughs> Honestly. There's some days where I'll text my mum and I'm like, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. I don't know if it's kill him, cry or leave. <laughs> <laughs> sort yourself, kid. I'm out. I'm tapping out. Like, how are we meant to do this? Oh, fuck like, I'm, I'm, I'm so incredibly fortunate to have the support network that I have both sides um sorry my mum's texting me from downstairs um <laughs> she's like he's not slept but he's up on the way home and the car needs to be moved 
so I'm so incredibly lucky to have the support network that I have both sides parents siblings sister-in-laws brother-in-laws whatever mm-hmm. but at the same time when you're feeling like dog shit and there's also baby shit in your carpet <laughs> you just need to take time for yourself and say yeah. you know what I'm just gonna have a bath and read a book mm. or I need to you know whether I know that you do a lot of yoga or you go for spin or like I just need to check out Mm-hmm. and it's what, so important to be like that's okay a hundred percent what do you do to like check out so to speak um so whether it's I don't know it could be just laying on the bed reading a book or I craft a lot of stuff so whether it's like making blankets or oh, nice. you know what, whatever it may be before yeah. Leo it used to be I used to dance um competitively so oh, wow. me and my dance that. partner that's you know cool. yeah so we do ballroom and Latin and we're going to try and get back into it after Christmas. So my dance partner, um, recent, well, I say recently, she lost her mum like 10 days before Leo was born. Um, yeah. And she was quite a big part of my life. So, and there's kind of like ongoing questions as to whether her passing away subconsciously had an effect on my birth and whatever else, my mm-hmm. labour, mm-hmm. and kind of not being able to just fully relax. Because I think mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, I was like, I just, I can't comprehend what's happened. Yeah. Um, but what was I going with this? Yes, yeah, so yeah, we've kind of said after Christmas we're going to get back into it, and we're going to you know just try and allow that time for ourselves. So and her, so her mum used to dance as well, which is why she was such a big part of mm-hmm. our dancing life, if you like. Um, so we've kind of said after Christmas we're going to get back into it, and that will be my downtime, totally away from the house, totally. Yeah, just for you. That is so fun. Yeah, wow. I'm really looking forward to it. I have to say. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Um, right. Yeah. I'm going to let you go to your, to your mum. Is she texting you? I was going to say, what I can do, Leo's doing that, so I can just pause here. No, 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 no. No, it's good, it's good. Um, but, uh, mate, I'll have you back on because it's, it's so fun chatting to you. I've loved it. Thank you. Yeah, we need, we need like, a, a part two. Maybe we should do a part two in person with a glass of wine and just have an right. honest conversation while we're half cut. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, 100%. Okay, let's get, when we see each other on Sunday, we'll put a date in the diary and we'll do that in January at some point. Yeah, 100%. We'll get the wine in. I don't mind hosting or I can come to you. I'll kick the boys out. Sorry, Harry, sorry, Leo. We'll get the wine in, get the cheese in and let's, let's get real. Um, <laughs> or George can come and him, they can go out with the kids and we can have the afternoon. Yeah, it's going to be half 11 and we're going to be drunk. And I'm yeah. here for it. Hey. Yeah, amen, amen. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm sending you so much love. Yes. Oh my gosh. And you. Did, wait, wait. Um, did we even say your name? This is Jess, guys, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Jess and I am Magalie's um, alcoholic friend. Um... <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so funny. Um, Jess, and I'm just going to go back to the scene. Jess has a 14-month-old, this we covered, called Leo. Okay. Yes, 14 month old called Leo, who, bless his little heart, went, um, when he was born, quick backstory, uh, went 16 days overdue, which is over the NHS recommended time. Yeah, so yeah. I've been pretty pissed off. Oh. But he's great. <laughs> That's what triggered your alcoholism, <laughs> your rage. <laughs> yeah, bless him, bless his little heart. I was, oh um, yeah, I was done. 
I was oh, done. I we can cover that in part two. <laughs> let's, let's, let's. Okay, I'm sending you so much love. I will see you Sunday. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And I'll, uh, yeah, I'll see you Sunday. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.